Welcome to the Hardy Mom Podcast. My mom has tips and tricks to help you live well with health challenges. She'll even tell you how to get your kids to help out. Wait, what? Your health challenge, girl, I get it. Feeling anxious, depressed, don't you sweat it. You felt alone with no one. Hi there, it's Jen Hardy here on Friday the 13th with episode 113. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Today is a day that I usually talk about what I learned this week. That's usually my Friday episode. And that really fits in with the five days of podcasting that I've been doing. Today is the fifth day in a row. And then we're going to go back to doing an episode or two a week. It may be an episode for a week or two, and then we have got some guests lined up. I have 14 interviews lined up with some guests that are going to blow your socks off. They are going to take us into this new year and really help us live better because my tagline and my thing that I tell everybody is I help people live the lives of their dreams, even if they can't get off the couch. And A lot of people cannot understand what the heck that means. But for me, what it means is that even though there are many hours in each day, many days in the week, and even several months at a time where it's really hard for me to get out of bed, I still live the life of my dreams. I live a life that I love. I live on a little island. I live in a beautiful home. It's beautiful to me. It's not a huge mansion. You know, I, it's, it's just, it's, it's perfect for my family and I'm satisfied living here. And what I want to talk about today, this leads into this is the title of this episode is the best way to change my life. So let's go back. I'm going to take you back with me. Back to about 2012. And back then, my husband and I had seven kids. We still have seven kids. We had seven kids then. They were very little. Our little kids were one and three. And then we had five teenagers. Um, my husband had gotten back from Iraq a couple of years before then. He had been in the burn pits and suffered a lot of medical issues that were as of yet undiscovered, but we knew something was off. And then they found a tumor on his kidney. All the doctors told us it was cancer. Five doctors. We are scrambling. We're trying to find, you know, who can get it out fast. Kidney cancer is aggressive. You can't wait. Yada, yada. Got a surgeon that wasn't the best, but he was the fastest. We have learned our lesson. Um, Tore him up. Tore my husband up. The great news was it wasn't cancer. The bad news was because of his injuries sustained from the surgery, he had to retire out of the military. It was pretty significant. And during the time that I was taking care of him, um, I fell down the stairs a couple of times. Various reasons. Um, I really am vertically challenged. I have a hard time standing upright. Um, And my sister-in-law said, you know, you really should go get that checked out. And I went in for some scans and they found that most of the muscles in my lower back had atrophied. And that, I mean, that's nine years ago. Isn't that crazy? And that started this very long and honestly painful medical journey that I've had um, to try to find what in the heck is going on with my body. And it turns out that I have several chronic illnesses, 
But my symptom list was so long that nobody could figure out what was going on. In fact, I had a doctor tell me, you need to pare down this list and only tell me a couple symptoms. But I didn't know what symptoms are important, right? What do you need to know? What do you not need to know? I don't know. If I need to cut some out, shouldn't you be telling me which ones aren't important, right? But that's how it was. And so it took going to specialist after specialist after specialist, finding one disease, okay, taking those symptoms out from the rest of the group kind of a thing. And as you can imagine, going to all those different doctors at a time when we did not have TRICARE, which is, you know, a incredible insurance, we actually lost our TRICARE the month we found out I have a disease called myasthenia gravis. And that year, $400,000 in medical bills. So I'm telling you all this to say it was stressful. <laughs> it was stressful on my body. It was stressful psychologically. It was stressful for our children. Um, it was just a lot. It was a lot of chaos. And out of that, though, out of my desperation and my searching for how am I supposed to live if I can't get out of bed? I mean, I was in the hospital in the year 2014, six separate weeks and 20 separate day-long infusions. So I would means I had to be in my bed, flat on my back for eight and a half hours, having these infusions 20 different times, aside from the ones I got from when I was in the hospital. It was intense. And my family suffers from depression. I have not shared that until this week, but I you know, it is one of my dirty little secrets. And I think it is a lot of people's secret. And I think it doesn't need to be. I cannot stand the word mental illness. It really bothers me. You will notice that when I talk about who my audience is, I will say chronic illness, anxiety, and depression. And I leave it at that. It's not that I don't want to include everybody with everything. But the words mental illness, I think, strike a chord with people that I don't care for. And that's why I don't say it. Um, but depression is something I've struggled with. My dad was very, very depressed, um, died at 53, mostly because of that. Um, it was very rough. And so I was not handling being ill and not being able to do everything I wanted very well. The reason things really hit me and I couldn't do things was... Um, I was diagnosed with the wrong thing, treated for that, and it really messed up my body, um, which is why I'm doing better now, even though time's gone on. Technically, I shouldn't even be alive now, but here we are. I am. And it's another reason why I'm living the life of my dreams. Am I right? Like, I shouldn't be here. Every day is a gift. So I am so thankful. I'm thankful that I can open my eyes in the morning and I can breathe on my own and I can hug my children. Like, I think when you've been given a literal death sentence, it makes you see the world in a different way. And I would not wish it on anybody. But I'm going to tell you that if you wake up each day thinking, I am so blessed or fortunate or whatever word you want to use to be here today, right? I'm here and I'm going to make the best out of this day, this hour, this moment that I'm here. And does that mean that I'm like, whoop, whoop, dancing and singing every second, no matter what happens? Well, no, because I'm human. But it's really important to me that I celebrate everything, every gift, every little thing is a gift to me, and I want to celebrate it all. And so for me, 
the best way to change my life was to change the way I perceive my life. And you might think, really, you set me up for that? Like, this sounds like this load of crap that everyone else is trying to sell me. But let me tell you how it's different. Okay, if somebody is healthy, and they say, oh, you have a chronic illness, so what? Choose to be happy. Choose to be positive. Um, That's part of the reason I started my blog, Chronically Positive Mom. I was sick of people saying that. I wanted to give us reasons to be positive. I wanted to give us ways to be positive. Not just say it. Saying it doesn't work. Just saying, woohoo, be happy, and I'm happy. I mean, if that worked, there wouldn't be antidepressants on the market. Um, Because it's not a thing, right? It's, It's like saying, if you have strong enough faith, you'll never be sick. If that was true, no children would have cancer. So don't let all of those things that everyone else puts on you. I think when people say things like that, like if you had enough faith, you wouldn't be sick. Or if you just, you know, would snap out of it, you'd be fine or you'd be positive or whatever. I think those weigh on us and we think, gosh, am I messing up? Am I missing out? Am I not as good as they are because they can do that and I can't? Girlfriend, the answer is no. No, because it's not real. So when I say the best way to change my life is to change my perception, what I mean is this. When I was younger, I had this fantasy, like I would live on an island and it would be my own island and I would live in a mansion and it would somehow magically have power and running water and heat and my friends would all be there. I don't know. I mean, like it was this fantasy life, uh, right? That I was, that I dreamed. And if I could just live that, my life would be perfect. Okay. And then I grew up a little bit and I was like, okay, but you know, if I could just do this, it would be perfect. If I could just do that, it would be perfect. And I've had the opportunity to do a lot of the things I thought would make me happy. I mean, when I lived in Tennessee for a little while, I lived in this gorgeous, home. It was 17 room home on three and a half acres. We had our own pond. We had our own barn. It was like paradise out there in in a country way, right? Because I really, I grew up with horses and chickens and pigs and ducks. And that's a story for another day. But I thought that would make me happy. But it didn't because my situation was a bad one. My attitude was a bad one. It wasn't good. And so even though I had what seemed like on the outside was perfect. I was miserable. In fact, I had somebody come to me from my church. Well, they they didn't come to me. I went to them and they were really hurting. Like, you know, you can tell someone's really hurting. And I said, hey, you know, would you like, you know, let's go out, let's have a coffee, come to my house, let's talk about it. And they looked me in the eye and they said, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. You would never understand what I'm going through. And at that time, I was going through so much. But on the outside, everything was perfect. Huge house, two girls, two boys. I stayed home and homeschooled. You know, everything looked beautiful on the outside. And it was not beautiful for any of us inside those four walls. It was a different situation that I'm in now, different time, different place different vibe. And I made a choice that I was going to change the things that weren't going well. And I did. But I was still down. And 
you know, Dave and I have this great thing going. We have all this stuff. And, you know, we do live on an island. We do not live on a mansion. We do not live right on the beach because I don't have $10 million to put into a house and then spend, I don't even know what insurance would be. I'm three blocks from the beach, but I don't consider that suffering. I think it's just fine. And I can't walk those three blocks because I can't walk that far and then walk back. But I have a car and uh, I can get there. And so instead of like, oh, well, we're so close, but we're not that. No, heck no. I am living the life, right? And what I found was even when we lived here and I'm like, I live on an island, I have this house with a pool, you know, whatever, the weather's beautiful year round, I was still depressed because depression is a thing, okay? I have medication resistant depression. So I've tried it all and it wasn't working. And I was just like, I'm miserable with my symptoms and I have so many symptoms. I wake up in nightmarish pain, I'm not gonna lie. And I would just wake up and be like, Bleh. And I thought, okay, I don't like how I feel mentally. I don't like what I'm teaching my children to be like. I'm my children, your children mirror your emotions and your behavior. And I didn't like what I saw mirrored. And I knew what I was seeing was me. Because a lot of the times what we see in our kids that makes us sad or upset or angry is because it's what we do. And we don't like seeing it because it hits home. And so I thought, okay, I need to make a change. I need to change my life. And so I thought, well, I am so self-focused right now. And I'm not really happy with myself. So why am I thinking about all the things that I'm not happy about? I mean, I'm thinking about being down. I'm thinking about all my symptoms. I'm thinking about all this pain. I'm thinking about what's not right. And it's not right. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to manage my symptoms to the best of my ability, but then I'm going to not dwell on them. Okay, that was step one for me. And I've got to tell you, it made a world of change. It did not change my symptoms. Okay, I still wake up in pain, but now I wake up in pain and I call the kids in first thing and it's cuddle time and they hold me and I... I smile at them instead of frowning in pain and they smile at me. And when your own kids smile at you, they're just, oh, it feels so good. And they hold me and I just feel their little positive energy coursing around me and it feels so good. And I'm like, wow. And I take pain medicine first thing in the morning. I do. And it kicks in by the time the cuddle time is done. And then I get up and I leave the garbage and the pain and the issues that I face, I leave them behind when I get up. I choose not to focus on them all day. Now I'm walking and my hip pops out as I'm walking down the hallway. Well, clearly I'm going to stop and I'm going to do what I can to fix it and get it back in place. And then I'm going to continue on. Um, these things happen. I fall. I have bruises all over the place because I'm constantly hitting walls because I've learned how to slam into the wall instead of hit the floor. Um, but it's just part of what happens. And so I could say, wow, well, this happens. I'm not going to walk around. 
right? Because I don't want to get hurt. Well, but I want to live. I'm going to walk as much as I can. My time to walk is coming to an end. I can tell. I can feel it. Those muscles. I mean, I was told in 2018, I shouldn't be walking or I shouldn't even be sitting up. I should be like in a wheelchair with straps holding me up. And somehow here I am. I know that it's fading. But if I were to think about that all day, every day, what kind of life would I be living? It would be doom and gloom. So every day I get up and stand on these legs, it is a miracle. And I'm thankful. And even when I get to the point where I'm in a chair, and I'm going to be thankful that I live in an era that there are electric chairs, I can go places. So even as my arms are atrophying, which they are, I won't be able to pedal myself. I can push the button. And if I can't push the button, I can use the mouth button and I can blow on the button. Like there's things happening right now to make whatever we're going through better. Things that weren't there 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 50 years ago. Imagine what we would be living in, but we're not. And so because of that, and because I have been surrounding myself with positive people, because for a long time, you know, negativity brings breeds negativity. And if you're constantly like vomiting your sadness onto everybody, the people who are positive can't stay in that. And so they leave. And then you're surrounded by other people who are vomiting their sadness on you. And we should be there for those people. We should, but we also have to surround ourselves with the positive people who are like, hey, I get that you're going through a hard time, but do this, but do this. I can help you over here. And that's what I've done. And it has been amazing. My life has completely changed, completely 180 degrees changed this from a year ago to today. It's changed Oh my goodness, a year ago yesterday, my husband got sick, stopped working forever. He's not going back. Um, so, and some people could say, well, that's horrible. Well, I mean, it's horrible that he doesn't feel good, but now I've got him home. Like there's all kinds of ways we can look at what's happening to make it better, okay? I'm telling you, you have got to find the good find the good. That's how you're going to change your life. Find the good. If you wake up today in this crap place that you live in and you can't stand it and it's a mess and you barely have enough for food and for clothes and your kids are sad and things are rough, I want you to look around and I want you to find one thing you love. Okay. You love your kids, obviously surround yourself with them and their joy. Do the things that make them happy. Play games with them. But they go to school, they go to daycare, they do whatever. Okay, so then find one thing. What's one thing about where you live that you love? One thing and make that better. Okay? Or what I've done, in fact, what I just did, I wanted a new kitchen and dining room table, but we can't do that right now. My husband's not working. So I sold a bunch of stuff and I made the money and I bought a table. In fact, I sold a table I bought for $400 three years ago, we kind of trashed it, sold it for $400 again. And I bought it and sold it for the same amount of money years later. You can do that. Find a couple things that you don't need anymore. Your kids' old clothes, not the clothes they wear, but the clothes that they can't fit into anymore. Put them up on somewhere and sell them and use that money to buy the clothes that you want to get for them. Um, Sell a couple things you don't like too. Buy a couple things that you do like. Find something you love and focus on that thing. Buy yourself a pretty 
comforter or quilt or whatever for your bed so that every time you go to bed, because girl, you spend a lot of time in bed. I know you do. Every time you walk in that room, and make sure you you make your bed every morning. So every time you walk in your room, you're going to be like, wow, you know what? There's a lot of things that suck, but this is good. I like walking in here. Okay. So then you've covered that one spot. Then you're going to move to another spot. Put one thing in that room that you really love that you can focus on. So at the end of the year, you've got a house that every room has something that you like. Okay. And then you're going to do that with work and you're going to do that with making your own business if you want to and doing all that kind of thing because you can, you can. Let me tell you something. I woke up this morning, I checked my email and hundreds of dollars had it dropped into my bank account because of something that I did in the past. And I woke up and it was there today. People tell these stories and I have always been like, that's a load of garbage, whatever. It is not. You start doing what you love to do. You build your passion, help others, and it's going to work for you. So I ha- I could talk for hours about this, but I'm going to leave it there. Just find the one thing, find the one thing you can focus on today. And tomorrow, find another thing you can focus on. I went to an occupational therapist, I had a rotator cuff tear. And because of my breathing and all this stuff, um, I have central sleep apnea or, and well, central apnea, I just randomly stop breathing day and night. It's a thing. And so surgery for me is a bit tenuous. And so they didn't want to do it. And I went to physical therapy, said, this is what we're going to do. We are going to make your shoulder better 1% a day, 1%. And you think 1% a day is not a lot. No, but do you know what? That is only three and a half months of work before it's a hundred percent better. Is that crazy? So maybe you only can make a one percent change today. Darn it, girl, you get up and make that one percent change. And tomorrow you make it again. And you can do that for a hundred days. This is a brand new year. Get a new calendar, write out those hundred days, or just write the word one. Write it one, one hundred times. One percent. And every time you look at that calendar, you think to yourself, how can I do that today? Or put a reminder on your phone or schedule a thing that goes out 100 days, 1%. You can change your whole life 1% at a time. You can baby step it. Stop thinking, if I could move, my life would be better. If I could have this one job, my life would be better. If this one person would get out of my life, my life would be better. Unless you can get rid of that person. If I only had this other person in my life, my life would be better. No, girl, no. Your life, think of it as if this is as good as it gets right here. What can I do to make this my best life? What can you do? I don't know, but you do. I know you do. And as I've been talking, your mind has been spinning and you don't just have one idea. You've got lots of ideas. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to write them down. And some of them you might think I could never do that. I don't care. Write it down anyway. Fold it up, put it where no one else is going to see it because you don't want somebody else giving you a hard time. And then you're going to go back to it and you are going to 1% that sucker until you get it all done. I would love to hear what your plan is. You can email me, contact at hardymom.com, or you can go to hardymom.com slash contact. 
send me an email, send me a message. Do you need some help? I will come alongside you. You can join my group. We have a group on Facebook, Hardy Moms, jump in there. There's a bunch of other women. They all want more. They all want better. They all want to change their lives and they're all doing it. It may not be, you know, snap your fingers and, you know, you're a millionaire in a mansion. That's not what I'm promising. But I'm promising you can be as passionate about your life and love your life as much as I do. We just have to get you there. So I thank you so much for listening to me today. It has been a pleasure to come five days in a row. I have met some amazing other women podcasters, and I need to share the link for some of their their things. They're amazing. Some of them are going to be on my show. And we've all come together to do this five days. And I have led it, and it has been rocking. And now I am ready for a break. So my daughter is going to come from Germany and visit me next week. And I am going to be chilling out with her. So next week, I'm going to have a guest episode on so that you can listen to them and get some brilliance from somebody else next week. And the following week, I am going to share my friend Jody Milner. She is an author of fantasy fiction books. And we're going to talk about journeying into the world of fantasy. And it's going to be so awesome. I cannot wait for you to hear her. She rocks and she also has ADHD. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So definitely follow, subscribe, push all the buttons, do all the things, because I want you to not miss out on one episode, because we are going to grow together and rock the life of our dreams, even if we can't get off the couch. You have a fabulous day, and I'll talk to you soon. Podcast, yeah, I'm here for you. Tips and tricks here that will help you. There's advice from experts and interviews. Find time to be with your kids and family. I can help you get it done easily. So premenopausal or postpartum, all stages of womanhood, girl, we've got them. I've been there, I've done that too, with a hearty mom podcast, yeah, I'm here for you.